Shalom Lechem Rabbi I owe a bit of an apology to those living in Chutzlaretz. Because last week when I prepared the podcast, I prepared for Parshas Ba'aleischa, not remembering that the Kos Eretz Yisrael, um, the Yom Tushayni for Chutzlaretz, which came out on Shabbos last week, we read Parshas Nasoy. And Chutzlaretz only read Parshas Nasoy last week. And we were reading Ba'aleischa and I connecting to Baalaischa. So if anyone didn't listen to that yet, then it would be a good idea to listen to the Tartar and Baalaischa because that's what delayed this week in Kutzlans. Uh This week, what we'll try to do is, is to accommodate everybody. We'll say something that's connected to Parshas Baalaischa and also connected to Parshas Shlach. Because there's really a bridge that connects Parshas Baalaischa to Parshas Shlach. At the end of Parshas Baalaischa last week, it talks about Miriam and Aaron Akain speaking about Moshe Rabbeinu, about his wife that he took and how he uh, separated himself from her. And as a result of that, Akash Baruch got angry and upset and called him out to the Almayid, called out Aaron and Miriam. And Miriam had saras, leprosy, where she was sent out of the Machadeh, and she was punished for that. And like, now she tells us over there, how careful we have to be about Lashon Hara. You see that Miriam loved Maisha and respected Maisha, and even when she spoke, she didn't have kavana to degrade Maisha. And you see how serious the offense of Lashon Hara is. Certainly, how much more so we have by people when they speak about people and they talk negatively. How 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 serious that offense is. Now the next parsha, parsha Shlach, talks about the Chet of the Miraglim. But they went and they spoke negatively about Eretz Yisrael, scaring everybody in Bar Yisrael from wanting to go into Eretz Yisrael. And that was something which was a tremendous um, avera that caused Bar Yisrael to be delayed going into Eretz Yisrael for 40 years. For every word that was for, for the time that, they, for every day that they were, went to Mimaragal to spy, there was a year and uh, anyone between the age of 20 to 60 um, didn't make it into Eretz Yisrael. <clears throat> so now the the um, Rashi tells us over there in Parshas Shlach, Lama Nisbucha Parshas Miraglim and Parshas Miriam. Why do we put the Parsha of Miraglim where they spoke about Eretz Yisrael next to the Parsha of Miriam where she spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of Parshas Balaischa? So Rashi says, The because she was she was she had you know she was given leprosy. And as a result of speaking about her brother, Rishayim Halalu, these Rishayim, the Miraglim, Ra'u, and they saw what happened. They didn't take a Musa, a lesson from that, to be able to tell them that they shouldn't speak bad as well. And therefore, um, they were punished that they should have been able to take a lesson. That's the connection between the two Pashas. Now, the question which we can really be asking is, because the Gemara in Erechen, and Aftes Vavim Says the following: Tanya, Amr Rebbelezer ben Parta. Rebbelezer ben Parta says, "Boy, Ure, Kama Gadol, Kayach Shaloshin Har." Go take a look and see how great the Chet of Loshin Har is. Menalad Meraglim. What do you learn that out from the Meraglim? What they spoke about about Eretz Yisrael. Uma Hamaytzi Shemra Al Eitzim Vavanim. If you see how bad it is that the Meraglim went ahead and they spoke so badly. 
about just stones and, and, and pieces of wood, but about the, about the land of Eretz Yisrael and how serious the offense was. How much more so is it offensive when a person speaks about his friend who has feelings and, 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 and he offends him, how much more so the chet would be. So the Gemara is telling us to see how, how serious the chet of Lashon Harz will speak about our friends can be learned out from the miracle that you see how much they were punished for just speaking about <coughs> wooden stones. So certainly when we speak about other people. Now, if that's the case, then it's a little bit difficult for us, for us to understand the, the rationale that we, get, we brought before. What did we say? That there was a fear, there was a taina, there was a claim against the Miraglim. How come they didn't take a lesson from, from Miriam? The Gemara Erechen is telling us that when a person speaks about somebody that's much more severe than when a person speaks about stones and, and, and wood. Now, Miriam spoke about her brother, Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, apparently, that should be much worse than, than speaking about uh, the land of Eretz Yisrael, which is talking about stones and wood. So even if the Moroccan saw that Miriam was punished for, for talking about Moshe Rabbeinu, but maybe that's because she spoke about a person. Who says that that should be the lesson that they should take for talking about Eretz Yisrael? That's a, that's a question which which many asked. So, my Rebbe Melbach Finkel's itself, Brings the shame, the parchment, Sasamis, and others. That that the question is really not such a big question, based on the Rambam. Because Rambam tells us about when uh, when Miriam spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu, that she spoke about her brother, right? So the lesson of the Rambam was how we see that how how serious the offense of speaking about somebody is. Lashon Rambam is Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't even makbid on anything that she said. She didn't mean anything offensive, and, and he wasn't even makbid about it. He didn't care. Like the Pasuk tells us that he was the most humble person ever to exist, and he just was okay with it. Even though he didn't care about it, and she didn't really mean anything so bad, and he didn't care about it, she was still given tzeras, she was still given leprosy. So much more so, the Raman says, there's people which are foolish, they go and they talk about people who do care about it. So you see from the Rambam that there was, that Maishra Rabbeinu was on a level where he just didn't care. And therefore, when speaking about Maishra Rabbeinu, when, being that he didn't care, so that on some level, that was similar to being like Hetzim Rabbanim. So in other words, Klai Yisrael should have been able to learn that you see that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't care and therefore was just like speaking about Eitzim Avadim which don't seem to have any feelings to them and they don't care and still Miriam was punished for that so that should have been the lesson to Klai Yisrael to tell them that they shouldn't talk about Eitzim Avadim but in essence we have to be able to try to understand what exactly is the offense about speaking about stones and, 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 and wood that don't have any feelings What's really the offense? So the Rebbe Fickles at Sal brings two approaches. One is the approach of the Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim Hilchus Lashon Hara brings B'Shem the Urayim, Klal Klal Hay. He brings B'Shem the Urayim that there's an issue to talk about other people's objects. Dad, what's the Chavetz Chaim's like? It's the fact that B'Shem Shas Lohitzi Diba Chaveray. 
Just like it's also for a person to go ahead and spread bad rumors and say bad things about his friend, so too it's also for a person to speak about his objects, but to say that his, his product is not good, his things are not good. And he brings the Peshem to Yerayim, or Blazim Mitzvah, say for Yerayim. This is something which is very common, like people making a mistake and doing incorrectly. And one businessman will badmouth the products of another businessman. There's a jealousy or competition. tells us that that's considered. We badmouth other people's products. Now, what's the concern in that? What's the concern in talking badly about other people's things? So, the first approach that Rabbi brings is from different proportion that understand that when you talk about somebody's product that he makes, that he creates, that he has, that's really a reflection somewhat on him. So, when we talk about the eights of Rabbanim that, that are created in the world, that's really a reflection on our Kodesh Bavu. And therefore, when, when Klai Yisrael going and talking about Eretz Yisrael, in essence, they were really talking about our Kodesh Bavu, right? Like a mushroom that they brings. That let's say when a woman cooks a meal, and her husband is unhappy with the food that she cooked, right? And then she gets insulted. And somebody goes to say, you know, you insulted your wife. And he says, oh, I, nothing between me and her. It's the food I just didn't like. The food wasn't good. And he says, what are you thinking? She's the one that made the food. The food is what she made. That's when you insult her food, you're insulting her. The only thing is, is that if you look at the Lushan of the Uraim, I already points out that the Lushan of the Uraim seems to be implying that it's us to talk about the object, even if it's not to reflect the person that created it. It's just talking about the object itself is a problem. That in itself is a problem. What's the reason for that? What's the reason for talking about the object, right? <clears throat> if there's no Benadam Chavera here, you're not offending anything, the racks or the stones or whatever it is that you're talking about, the chair, the table, the food, there's nothing that you're that you're offending. What's the problem in speaking about those things? And we find that Moshe Rabbeinu, for example, when he did the Makas, so there were certain Makas that he wasn't able to do. Because he had to be able to show the certain things that saved him. He wasn't able to do anything to the Mayim because the Mayim saved him. And, you know, the, the different Makas that he wasn't able to do because he had to show to the physical, uh, materialistic parts of the world. Even though those things are just, uh, they're, not, they're inanimate and they have no, no feelings, there was still an Indian for him to show, to show respect to that. Rashi and Parshish Yisrael. At the end of Pashish Yisrael, tells us that when the when they would walk up the ramp to go to the Zbeach, right? So the the, the, the Kayan had to be covered um, that he shouldn't when he was walking up the ramp that he shouldn't be disgracing the Mizbeach when he's going up the ramp over there. Now it says he should be going up the steps by the Mizbeach over there in a way that it's going to be offending the the Mizbeach, the going up the Mizbeach. Rashi says, Just like you see that by these racks that they don't really have any, you know, there's no way for them to show that they're makbid on their disgrace. The Torah still says, 
since they have a purpose, even though they don't have feelings, but they have a purpose, you shouldn't show them any disgrace. You're a friend who's in the form of your creator, Hashem, and he's, he's makbid on his disgrace. Certainly you have to be careful. So you see from here that there's an issue, there's an Indian for a person to go ahead and to to show a respect to the to the to the object and not to and not to offend them. Now why? If if a person is not really affecting and embarrassing the stones and the wood, what what should be the chitzar? So explain to my Rebbe, b'shem the Bali Musar, that even if it's not something which is being pagaya, which is going ahead and making a flaw and offending the person, or the object that you're talking about. But there's something that's a flaw that's happening inside the person who's speaking. There's a hashkasa that is destruction in a person's midos. And when a person does not appreciate things and a person complains about things, a person speaks negatively about things, that is something which is a hashkasa, which is destruction inside a person's midos. And therefore, when we talk about things, we talk negatively about things, that in itself, in essence, is something negative. And it affects our nefesh, it affects our whole our whole essence of who we are. Now, when we go ahead and we talk about a person, that's the next level. That's the next level of a zilzil that we go ahead and we're talking about a telemolikim. That's what Rashi's telling us. <coughs> Just when we're talking about an object is already a destruction for a person's nisham, nefesh. And, and certainly, how much more so when you talk about the telemolikim. But if that's the case, but we have to be able to understand again, what was the Tain on the Miraglim that they didn't take Musa from the mice of Miriam. At the end of the day, Miriam talked about Moshe Rabbeinu. And even if he wasn't offended by it, but it was even if he didn't have the offense over there, but first of all, it was Bimash, it was a Hashrasa, a destruction in, in the Nefesh. We're talking about even the and Bavanim. And secondly, Moshe had that, it was, it was a Tzalim and talking about him. So that was a much further level of offense. Than what the miraculum did. So here, my Rebbe wanted to stress the following Nakuda. This we spoke about a little bit last year. But what exactly was the chet of the miraculum? As we said over last year, the chet of the miraculum, at least according to Muhammad Chaim and other approaches as well, was that they didn't see things with an iron timer. They didn't see things with a good eye. When we look at things with a negative eye, we talk negatively about them. We respond negatively to them, and we and we have a negative impression, a negative attitude, and that's something which is the hashkasa, the destruction to a person's nefesh. When a person does not have an eye in to see things that are good, now that was the tefiyah, that was the claim against the miraculum. It's true that by Moshe was a person, and not <coughs> just talking about Eretz Yisrael, but the whole idea of 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 seeing that Miriam was punished for on some level, there was something that was lacking in seeing something with an ayin taiva, and that's something that they should have <coughs> taken a lesson from. And that's why Rebbe was medayik that the Lashon of Rashi in Chumash, the tree of the Miraglim, wasn't that it was the same, it was the same exact thing. Of course, maybe maybe what Miriam did was more severe because you talked about Moshe Rabbeinu, who was, an, who was a person. Uh, but Rashi's time is why was the Pasha the Raglim put next to Miriam? She was she got the Taras because of speaking 
about her brother, and she didn't, on some level, on her level, she was at Tzedekis, on her level, she didn't see something completely with an eye in Taiva. These people saw that there was a chisarin in the ayin tayva, but musr. They didn't take the message from that that was behind it. Now, musr is not just the offense. The musr is something where we go down to the depths of something, of understanding what's the flaw, what's the problem. The shayrish, the flaw of speaking about people, about speaking about anything, is seeing something with a negative eye. So if they didn't get to the bottom to the shayrish of what was the chet of of Miriam, that it was some, on some level seeing something with, with a, without being a complete ayin taiva, not taking the musr, musr, to take that message, that was a triad on, <coughs> on, 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 on the, on the Miraglim. And that's an important message that we have to be able to be able to notice and to be able to see and to be able to feel and understand and take the message and take the, you know, get down to the bottom of it. You know, just about a little bit over a week ago, we lost to go to Ladar on Gershon Eluth Street, Zatzel. Now, he was an amazing person. His, uh, just his mindset of being able to notice and to see and to be able to understand and to feel other people's needs and, and going out of our own backs. How do we, how are we able to notice and to see things? Like, I so should have seen and to notice, to cherish the root of what Miriam did, when we notice and we see the things that 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 other people don't always notice. And the Godel, who's a great person, even notices the small things. And then you'll find in their actions, in their midos, the certain character traits that we can learn from. You know, so we must them in Telstone for Rav Gershon. And I was very, very, very taken aback by two two stories that just, that just, you know, the sensitivity of an Adam God will see some, somebody else's needs and seeing the good and, 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 the, and trying to find the message behind it. One story, uh, both stories I heard from Maria Greenemann, the nephew of the Kazanish, Shlita, said over that Gershon, in the last few years of his life, he found it very hard to be able to walk from his house to Pandavich on Shabbos. Gershon was 100 years old, he was nifter, so in his 90s it wasn't that easy for him to go. So he found a shul near his house, I forgot the name of the shul, but he davened, uh, you know, instead. And when he was there, so everyone was very amazed to see this old, older Rosh Hashiva making a very strong effort to be mechabit Kriya Satira and to stand by Kriya Satira. Right? Some people try to stand by Kriya Satira. And they see that Gershon was, it wasn't so easy for a man that age to be able to do that. And one of the Talmidim in the yeshiva went over to him and said, who happened to be from Panovich, went over to him and said to him, you know, I'm not understanding why the yeshiva is making such a big effort to go ahead and to stand over here in, in by Kriya Satera. I've been in Panovich for Shabbos many times and I saw the yeshiva sitting by Kriya Satera. Why, why are you making such a strong effort to stand here? So Gershon said to him, I'll tell you the truth. I, I, I really want to stand the whole time. That's what I feel. That's my opinion. That person should stand by Kabbalah, by Kriya Satara. And that's what I always do. And that's what I always did. Except at, during the years that I was there, one of the other Rosh Hashivas in the Yeshiva, Beryl Kovarsky, who's younger than him, much younger than, than the uh, Gershon, 
and much, but he's, he's younger than him. And he had some type of health difficulty that it was hard for him to be able to stand. So he sat like this at Tyre. And here I am, Panovich. I'm the old Rosh Hashiva. And I'm going to make an effort to stand when I know that it's hard for a barrel to be able to stand. So that's why I sat by Kriya Satera, so he shouldn't feel his uncomfortability. There shouldn't be any type of misunderstanding or see something there to see, you know, that people would say, oh, the older Shiva stands and he can't. And they don't realize that, of course, he has a difficulty. So I sat. But over here, the base medrash that I'm dialing right now, Rebel is not here. So why should I be able to stand? Like, I always want to be able to stand. Noticing what What's in other people's lives and there and to see things to see things in a way to build and to find to be sensitive to other people's things. You know, another story that uh, just to show how a person thinks of other people. He went to this Ramey Graham and said that when his night wife was Nifter, so he was sitting shiva for his wife, so Gershon came to be Menachemavok. And he would live on a high floor, and that Gershon at an older age climbed up all four, three, four flights to come to his house, and he was there with Nachamavul. And during the time when he came to Nachamavul, there was a grandchild that was learning in Panovich by Gershon. And Gershon left and went down, left, left, and then all of a sudden Gershon came back, climbed all the way upstairs, comes back, and he says, Gershon, what are you coming back for? You're here already. He said, oh, I forgot to tell you something. You should just know that I'm a Talmud of your grandson. Your grandson is such a big such a such a special person on a Talmud of his. He says, I came all the way back up here to, to come again, but my grandson's learning by you of Gershon. What do you mean to tell me that he's a Talmud of yours? He says, what do you mean? Chazal tell us that they make the, the Rebbeim wiser with their with their sharpness. They help the Rebbe become to a bigger Talmud Chacham. So your, your grandson's my Rebbe. You should just know he's one of my best friends that I had and I appreciate him. He's so good. And he's, he's so there. In other words, the greater a person is, the more that they look to see to make good and to, and to, and to give all the good and to be able to, to see that things should have a positive result and not to look at the easier side, the convenient side, the negative side. If a person sees with a good eye, he notices good things, he makes good things, and he's Makadashem Shemai. Let's uh, take that lesson from Pashas Baha'u'llah, from Mirmiat Tzedekis. Let's take the lesson from Pashas Shlach, if it happened from the Raglan, and it's Hashem we should know good and see good and be able to speak in a way that's good and with that it should be a way of bringing us to the Gulash Leima Bekarab Yameinu Bez Hashem Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos and Ko